this is a young generation. Don't judge us, help us. Welcome to episode number one of the Scale Up Project podcast. This is a series of podcasts covering contextual safeguarding in a bunch of different contexts. Now, if you're not quite aware what contextual safeguarding means, don't worry, I will explain it for you. Contextual safeguarding is an approach developed by Professor Carleen Furman, which is designed to help keep young people safe from harm outside of home. Now, why is this important? Well, we know that as young people get older, they undoubtedly spend a lot more time at school, in their neighborhood and with their friends. And they could unfortunately be at risk of harm in these contexts. Now we recognize that current child protection systems can find it difficult to respond to harm when the harm is occurring outside of home. As part of this research, the London and National Scale Up Research Projects have been working with local authorities in England and Wales to test out some brand new ways of moving the blame away from young people, their parents and carers, and to help develop contextual safeguarding approaches within their systems. As we all know, young people are at the heart of what we do, and they should be key partners in the contextual safeguarding approach. But for this to happen, it's going to require adults, professionals and communities to work together to help find ways to respond to harm. So in 2021 and across four episodes, we've asked young people what they think about staying safe. In this episode, we're going to talk about schools, from bullying to external support systems and everything in between. Now that's enough of me talking. Let's hand off to the most important voices in this. And we began by asking them, how well do they feel supported by their schools with issues of safety when it comes to things such as bullying? Shut your mouth. What are you going to tell the teacher? Yeah. Peer pressure or indecent image sharing, to name but a few. I honestly do not think schools are good with dealing with this issue. I'm going to speak from my school perspective because obviously I can't comment on other school perspectives. But I feel like... Um, when it comes for issues like bullying, normally the perpetrators are viewed as victims and vice versa. And the school doesn't really take time to understand the cause of the bullying or to understand the roots of the bullying. Because, of course, bullying is not acceptable in like any form because at the end of the day, you're making somebody feel really bad about themselves. But if you see why the bullies are bullying the person, maybe, or if you look at the context into the bullying without prejudice or without any... Uh, stereotypes or other negative connotations in your mind then maybe you understand what's going on a little bit better I know when my experience in school um, there was a lot of bullying around and one of my friends is bullied a lot and um, the school would they would sort some of it out but like not all of it and then like the problems were still going on and like my friend then she was uh, resulted in other things because of the bullying. And um, it's just like with me now, I needed a counsellor and the school, they were like, oh, we'll have a counsellor, but it didn't happen. Mm-hmm. And so then I was just left, and I was left then with like my own devices and nothing helped. I feel like my school tries to like prevent bullying, but I feel like they also don't care that much and they bring other things that aren't as important into it and just forget about that. 
to add on to that, I feel like teachers don't fully understand the whole situation. And yes, obviously, um, obviously bullying is wrong, but there might again be a reason for that bullying. For example, in some schools, I know that um, somebody, there was a word, you know, some really bad words written on the girls' school toilet. And they obviously all blamed this one person, but that person may or may have not committed the crime, but just due to what's going on and that person being targeted, they judged them. And that person was now sent to isolation and they were really upset about that. And so I feel teachers need to not judge too quickly or based on what students have done previously and try to understand the situation more. Wow. So as you can hear, there has already been some really important and insightful points brought up by these young people we spoke to. And I just want to thank them again for being so open. And as we continued on, we asked them how listen to do you feel when you're at school? Do you feel like your teachers actually hear you? I left school. I was like, oh, like, thank God I'm, I'm like out of that. And, um, I like I'm in college now and I'm enjoying them. There's loads of support. There's loads of like help. There's loads of comfort. So it's like, oh, I'm glad I came to college because I know someone that I can talk to and there's someone that will listen, not like shoot like lump of meat like school did. Our school is like really on it of everything. We've got like, we got like these lessons every like week. We have like pastoral support officers and things like that. They're really like supportive. They speak to us about things a lot. Like they're really open. Like they're always there for us. Like most teachers in our school, our school always uses like surveys to like let's say there's a big topic going on or something. They'll do a survey, like an anonymous survey, send it out to people, and we'll answer it. Our school's sort of a student run school if you know what I mean like we get a big say in what happens to our school for my year I do think they handle it well just because of my um, head of year and the assistant they do know the students because we've been with them for a long time so I think when you build a relationship or some of a relationship with the students you understand who they are and how they react and so I thought that's why students now feel more comfortable and situations can be dealt with better but then for some teachers, they may, because they've known teacher, um, students for a long time, they might hate them and now just try to discriminate them in any situation. So even though they could be a really good student, just because of that teacher's hate, they don't listen to that student. And that can lead to problems later on and students might not feel comfortable about dealing with, um, dealing with the situation. And I feel like that can really mess things up as well. So there we have it. Some young people feeling like they're not particularly listened to at school. And on the other hand, those that have more of a positive experience who feel like their voices are heard. And we wanted to take it a little step further here by asking them in particular about information sharing. Now, at school sometimes, if a very serious incident happens, such as maybe indecent image sharing or bullying or assault, there may be a need for the school to involve external organizations and actually share that information with other services. We now hear how the young people feel about this and you will notice that there is still a little bit of distrust around this topic, although they do all seem to understand the concept of why this information would need to be shared. Information sharing is good if something happens, like let's say it kind of needs to be shared to help support the student. I think if I give information to my safeguarding team at school, then um, they shouldn't be able to pass it on to other people unless it's something bad enough to pass it along. Because I find that like if you if you trust this person not to go and talk to other people, and you don't think it's something they should talk to other people about, then they shouldn't 
go around to other people and just talk to them about it because it just bring, it brings more stress towards your family and you and worrying about what you're going to say. There was a case where um, something like happened with me and I told a teacher thinking, oh, me and the, the wheel just between us. And then like I found out that like the teacher went on to like another teacher and then like a couple of, and I was like, oh, well, it, it made me feel like I couldn't trust anyone. And like, I was like, well, who can I talk to then about if something else happened? And I was just like, oh, I, I couldn't like deal with it, I couldn't. As someone who has been through the counseling services in school, I understand that if my school thinks that I am in like danger or in harm, that they will assert, like summon people that they feel like they need to. But at the same time, they may jump to it a bit too quickly. Like I may some say something that is something that would be normal in my household, but they may think is like not okay that they think they need to bring social services in for, which would also cause a problem towards me or anyone else in my household, which will also, again, later on affect my mental health, which is what I'm there to get help for. I feel like some information should be shared to keep people safe, but I don't think they should, like, scare them about it. I think they should at least have a talk about it, not tell someone straight away, not pressure them into it. I get that teachers will have to share information and possibly the image in question with other professionals, but that, again, sometimes, as um, as was said previously, when maybe, let's say, a teacher that has some sort of resentment to the student is involved in the situation, then that also changes the dynamic of the situation, whether it's taken more seriously or not. Because when when you're in a when an incident happens in school, automatically you have the perpetrators, and instead of viewing the perpetrators with compassion or dignity that they deserve, they're automatically they're automatically persecuted and treated as some sort of like some sort of low life, like they have no dignity at all, like. And it's made very clear that the school has no intention to help them out with what's going on. They just want to um, victimize, not victimize, they just want to persecute them as much as possible, maybe because they have some sort of internal resentment to this person or this group of people and what kind of image they've brought to the school. They clearly understand why and when their information may need to be shared with other services. But as you can hear, the majority of the people we spoke to do hold a hesitation around the subject. Now, this very hesitation was picked up on on an Ofsted report that came out this year directly about sexual abuse and harassment within our school system. This is some of what came out in the news, and I must warn you, it's not a nice listen. Sexual harassment has become so normal in schools, children no longer see the point of reporting it. That's according to an investigation by Ofsted. The report also revealed that schoolboys are sharing nude photographs of girls like a collection game. And that teachers and schools are completely underestimating the scale of this really serious problem. One of the young people we spoke to elaborated a little bit on what could potentially be done to help rebuild that trust from a professional and student standpoint? They should have like, um, so like a support chain and all, something along those lines that, um, so uh, they're not just like a teacher, they can be like, like a kind of like pastoral support, something like that. So the, the kids would know, oh, like 
my maths teacher, I know he's a maths teacher, he's like a, a support officer or something like that. So I know, oh, trust him, can't trust her. So I'll go to him. So the people are like probably less angry and more like maybe like happy. So the ones that come to school. Thank you to the person there from Swansea that we spoke to and all the other young people that have been involved in the Scale Up Project podcast so far. Uh, You are currently listening to episode number one as we dive all into contextual safeguarding and what that means in the context of schools for young people. So moving a little bit away now from the more individual context and situations that we've spoken about so far, we asked them if a serious incident did occur in your school, maybe an indecent image was shared around or bullying or an assault took place, what would you feel about the school involving perhaps the class, the year group, or in some instances, the entire school? This is their thoughts on that. I think if something's happened throughout the whole school, then maybe they should bring the whole school into it. But if it's only a small problem, only bring the people involved. I feel like you should speak to the friend group mainly because, yes, you can speak to the year as a whole, but then obviously rumours do spread and information may not be true. But if you speak to the person's friend group as a whole, they will know what's going on and how that person is feeling because they they might not tell the teachers the truth, but their friends will obviously know and have their concerns about the person. So I feel like that's quite important. Well... It depends on what it's about. If it's just like a little bit serious, or maybe just involve the the one person. But if it involves, if it's like bad and it involves the whole school, then they should look at it and take it from from there. See what who needs to be involved and whatnot. I feel like when an incident does happen in a school and it's time to like actually investigate the matter, I feel like number one, the school should involve the whole year group because I guarantee you when an incident like that happens, the whole year group do know something about it. Like every person has probably, probably finds out or knows something different about the matter. For example, when somebody's, you know, indecent pictures get shared, I can guarantee that at least like 60% of the year group has seen that and they can all add their own individual perspective and what they know and what they've seen to it. And number two, I feel like school should try and look at the matter through a teenage perspective. And as I said previously, not try and um, use, not try and make the victim of the situation the perpetrator because then that just leads to more resentment and the, the victim would not be, confident enough to speak up again and this thing will just happen over and over again it will just be a cycle of just abuse literally it seems the majority of young people would agree that depending on the context and the situation there will be needs and it could be very beneficial even for incidents to be shared amongst not only the class the year potentially the school as well this led us on to wondering would they have this same understanding for external organisations such as perhaps social services or youth workers coming into school? This is what they had to say. I think I think it's good and that they should um, do it more. And I think that people people in the school should, like the kids should, if they knew that people like youth workers are going there, they should go and like listen to what they have to say because sometimes they could have good things that could help them or something like that. Personally, I feel like the specialist organisations coming into schools is, isn't is doing as much good as they feel like it is because it almost sort of depends on who they pick because I feel like sometimes schools will pick students that they think are at risk of whatever the group is coming to speak for, which is stereotyping 
certain groups of people, which I don't think is very appropriate. I feel like when it's external organisations, young people are going to be more reluctant to open up because of the fact that this is something that you've probably never met before and you're telling them very personal things about you or personal incidents about you. And, like, you know, this is like a secret for some people. So why why would you open up to someone that you barely knew? And even when schools do try and involve external organisations, let's say social services, for an example, I know a lot of young people, including myself, have some sort of resentment. I wouldn't say resentment, but some sort of... They're, they're scared of social services because a lot of our parents drilled it into our heads that when they were young that, ah, oh, if you don't behave or if something happens and social services are going to take you away from me, so that kind of stuff. And... I guess at this age, people are still scared to be taken away from their parents or scared to be, I don't know, sent to juvenile prison for something that's so, so minor. I feel like I can also say that because personally, if somebody was to come from a different organisation into the school, I'm not going to trust them enough to speak to them. And I know many other students will not trust that person to tell them information. Also with the stereotype of when you tell a teacher, for example, information, they will go spread it out and make it into a whole bigger situation, like a big deal than what it is. So I feel like that's why people do not want to speak to um, other organisations or teachers and rather keep it amongst their friends. And also with parents as well, they do tell them, oh, do not go speak to this person because they'll take you away and you won't see me again. And I feel like that is still drilled into their, health, their heads also. And that's why they might not feel comfortable speaking to anybody. And I feel like that's quite a concern because something could be going on. And with you not speaking to anybody, you can't get the help you need. So there we have it. We are now at the end of the very first episode from the Scale Up Project podcast. And I just want to thank every single young person for taking the time out to share their views, feelings and experiences on everything to do with safety during school. Now, just to recap, we've had some amazing insight into how supported or unsupported the young people feel during school, how listened to they feel, their thoughts on information sharing and involving a class, year group or entire school if a serious incident occurs and their thoughts on external organisations. We've picked up on some positives, some things to work on and also the highlight of a slight distrust that keeps coming up between the professional and the student relationship. There are a lot more podcasts to come during this series, three more to be in fact, one of which we'll be tackling that relationship dynamic a lot closer as we dive into social services and social workers. We also are going to talk to them about their friendship and peers and how that can impact on their safety and how safe they feel during their neighbourhood and out and about. But I am going to round off here. Thank you again to the young people. Thank you for listening to this episode about schools. We'll be back again. And I'm just going to end bringing the focus back to those that are the most important. We're going to end on a point here from someone from Swansea and another young person from London, just for you to take in and we'll catch you in episode number two. Because it could be something at home that's like affecting them and then they got to come to school and then something could be happening at home and then they come to school and something's happening in school. So they're just like, well, what can I do? So um, school should assess, like, assess the person and everything. And then maybe the, the, the people then, like, like normally stays off will be like, oh, well, everything's okay. So I won't stay off. I can come to school and learn. There's a lot of incidents that have happened in my school over the years, for, in the past four years that I've been there. And... I look at these incidents and maybe in other schools they've been handled really well, but in my school, you know, people are people are still facing the repercussions of them today. And it it hurts because 
the compassion, because I feel like when you become a teacher, you have to have some sort of compassion for children because if you're a teacher and you're a bad teacher, it's not like if you go to hospital and you have a bad doctor one time, you know what I'm saying? But if you have a bad teacher, you will remember that because school is something that's compulsory, you know what I'm saying? It's not compulsory to go to hospital. But if you have a bad teacher, then it actually affects you for the rest of your life. And when when teachers view a matter or when they don't listen to the matter or take it as seriously as they should, it just leads to more resentment for school leadership teams. And then when and then it just creates more hostile situations in the future. This is a young generation. Don't judge us. Help us. 